In this episode of the Unfold the Soul Blesses Heart Leadership Podcast, we're going to explore one journal entry that contains an insanely ridiculous incident, and then we're going to talk about the power of speaking vision into the lives of your staff. Girl, he reads from these journals he kept when he was a principal, uncut and uncensored, putting all his business in the street. The podcast, bless his heart. The name, Ken Williams. My pre-Turkey Day highlight came in the form of Albert, my new custodian, who's from Laos and hardly speaks any English. Turns out that he cussed out Bill, my head custodian, in the middle of the cafeteria. I mean, while, while kids were present. When the news arrived to my office, I sat down with Albert to ask for details, and he proceeded to tell me how Bill barks at him all day. According to Albert, ever since Bill found out he owns, get this, his own nail salon, Bill has treated him poorly. In a nutshell, what happened was, Bill asked Albert to put the chairs up before sweeping the floor. Albert had had enough of Bill and yelled out words like bullshit and fuck. As he explained the incident to me, he said he wasn't sure if he wanted to continue, that he was thinking of quitting. I told him this was good because I was about to fire you. You have disgraced yourself and you must be punished. The second part of the read is an email I sent to staff just before Thanksgiving break, and I believe it's got some leadership implications that we're going to process after I'm done. November 23rd. Staff, as some of you know, my sister performed her first feature concert here in New York City. My family drove to New York last Friday evening to support her. The drive was grueling, and we arrived here with 45 minutes to spare before it began. That said, her concert was phenomenal and it made everything we endured in getting here worth it. I want to thank you for giving me the peace of mind needed to take that kind of time off. Your professionalism allowed me to be here, front and center, with all of my focus and attention. As this day draws to a close, be sure to enjoy the few days off. You've earned the time away and you deserve it. Regardless of your plans, do take time to take care of yourself. We have three weeks before our next break, and I want all of us rested, relaxed, and refueled for the stretch run to winter break. There is no school in a district under more scrutiny than ours. We accept this fact, and we will rise to the occasion. If you have any time over the break for reflection, take some time to consider the atmosphere and environment in your classroom slash learning space. Do your students cross the threshold and believe they are smart? Do your students believe that you believe in them? And how do you communicate the three critical messages every person should hear? One, this is important. Two, you can do it. And three, I will not give up on you. You may think this to be edubabble, but consider this. I work every day to help you believe that you have the capacity to positively affect student learning. I strive to create an environment that honors your work provides you with the tools and resources, and clarifies expectations and vision. Our work has just begun, and we have a ways to go still. But I see many of you changing and stretching every day, rising to meet and exceed expectations, and it is making a difference in our students. I decided 
parentheses, decide in my world means to put all other options to death, that we would not fail in our endeavor to improve student learning and you'll participate in all of it coming to pass. This is our last year of being the poorest performing school in the county. This self-fulfilling prophecy is real. If your learning environment is anything short of this philosophy, I will support you in working to change it. I know you've seen the Heim Ganat quote before and it never gets old. Everything starts with the look we give them, the tone we use and the words we say when they walk into our school. I've come to the frightening conclusion that I'm a decisive element in the classroom. It is my daily mood that makes the weather. As a teacher, I possess a tremendous power to make a child's life miserable or joyous. I can be a tool of torture or an instrument of inspiration. I can humiliate or humor, hurt or heal. In all situations, it is my response that decides whether a crisis will be escalated or de-escalated and a child humanized or dehumanized. Staff, rest, relax, and refuel, and be ready to run downhill on Monday. Enjoy the break, get full, and then let's build. All right, let's get to it. Listen, I don't have a whole lot to offer in terms of my custodian's behavior. That was the journal entry. I read it. It was nuts. I think what still blows my mind to this day is that these men were, they're older than I am. I, I just could not believe they conducted themselves that way in the middle of a cafeteria with students around. Just unreal. I want to get to the really important stuff, and that was the email I sent to my staff just before Thanksgiving. You know, when I read the email, you know, in preparation for this episode, what struck me more than anything else is just how relevant it is today. You know, uh, even even more than the words, you know, it was the, the tone. You know, there, there's some universal principles. There are just some lasting principles of leadership that just won't ever change. And here's here's how I process it more than a decade later. The first thing that comes to mind is what my colleague and friend Tom Maney calls cascading leadership. And the best way I can explain that is for teachers, you know, students, that's that's their classroom. For principals, the staff, that's that's their classroom and all the things that go along with that. For superintendents and assistant superintendents, principals are their classroom. So with that in mind, while I want what's best for every student, the most effective way for me to make that happen is to get my staff coached up, is to treat them like my classroom, to provide for them like I expect teachers to provide for students. In my mind, when I, when I look at that email and I read it again, this is what the answers are in the room looks like. If you follow my work or you work with me, I am constantly banging that drum of the answers are in the room. They're not in our students' backgrounds, they're not in their parents' incomes, they're not in their race, their culture, the language they speak and don't speak, their identification codes, special needs, giftedness. The answers are in the room. Any breakthroughs we're gonna have 
are going to be because the adults leverage their collective expertise and collective genius in the service of high levels of learning for all kids. So we're three months into school. And at this point, amidst all the chaos, you know, all the things I've shared with you up to now, we've gotten to a point where we're starting to engage in the work. You know, we're not nearly where we need to be, but I've seen enough to be able to sit down, pen an email that in my mind is designed to speak greatness into our staff. See, it's, it's one thing to blow sunshine off the backs of people when they haven't earned it, or if you haven't provided them with the resources, supports, and expectations for them to display their talents. But we've done some of that at this point. And so I was convicted when I wrote that email because I've seen progress. I've seen folks stretch, like I mentioned, to get better, to do better, to expect more, to be warm demanders, all those things. I believe that email models a lot of what we have to do in leadership, which is when we're making progress, we stop, celebrate, and then we've got to look ahead to the next milestone. And so if you, you listen to the tone and you know listen to the words, my goal was to acknowledge the work they've done, the rest they deserve, and to provoke them to the next level. I sought to acknowledge our current reality and paint a picture of a compelling and fantastic future if we continued doing what we needed to do. We've made progress, but our work is not done. And this, in my mind, is an example of something I see in a lot of schools, and that's treating teachers like they're the low group. I know we're working with a population of students that come from families with tons of challenges, lots of adversity. You know, our school had been mired in failure for several years, so we had lots of gaps. At the same time, we can't allow for excuses. I have to believe that I've got the staff to get this done, that if we lean into each other, we can turn this thing around. I did in that email what we have to do every day with our students, with the adults we lead, with the teammates with whom we collaborate, and that is to speak greatness into them. You gotta speak it into them because there are way too many obstacles, way too much adversity, way too much negativity coming at them. And it was coming at us every single day. And so I knew from day one that I had to be convicted that any kind of turnaround, any kind of bounce back, any kind of transformation was gonna be because of what we did, how we changed, what we committed to, and the mission we were on. It wasn't gonna change because our population all of a sudden changed, that our, our, our family income level all of a sudden drastically increased. We weren't counting on that. And the last thing I'll mention about the email is that I, I believe I also presented a challenge, you know, for those staff members who were still having some challenges uh, moving in the direction that our boat was moving, I, I made clear that uh, if you're struggling in this area, as chief hunter-gatherer, I will hunt and gather everything you need to make it happen in your classroom. But it's gonna happen. It has to happen because we've made a commitment to ensure high levels of learning for all students, regardless of background. So school leaders, if you're in a situation where you have to improve, and if you don't have 100% of your kids learning at high levels, there's always room for improvement. For that to happen, your staff has to see in your eyes that you see more in them than they see in themselves. That you see the synergy that comes out of working in effective collaborative teams. But that can't happen if we're languishing 
for example, answering question one of a PLC. If we're in, you know, several months into the school year and you're telling me that all your teams haven't identified a central learning target. Identifying those targets, which is question one of a PLC, is the foundation of a learning community. And the idea that that takes several months to make happen is, it's frankly, it's ludicrous. It really is. And if that's the case, there's no way you can talk with your staff with conviction about what's possible. And so the job of a principal is to hunt, gather, protect, and defend. Hunt and gather everything they need to get the work done. Provide as much support as you do expectations. When we do this the right way as leaders, we've got to put our approval rating off to the side for what is hopefully just a while, because once they see the results of real effective collaboration, they will be on board and they will beat you to the punch. But you've got to get them started. If you need any kind of support with that, this is a shameless plug, but contact me at unfoldthesoul.com slash contact and let's set up a time to talk. I don't like to shout out problems without providing solutions. Hey, I told you that I was done with the reflections, but I actually have one more. One more thing for you to think about. If you go back to that email and extract the one or two times where I mentioned we were the lowest performing school in the district, I believe the same email could have been sent to the staff of the highest performing school, of the school that serves as the model for the district, the beacon of the district, the school that everyone looks to, because the language of speaking greatness in the staff, the language of the answers are in the room is the same, but you've got to have the work to back it up. And when I say the work, I don't mean the literal activity and energy output. We know that's not lacking in schools. I'm talking about the right work. And the right work in this context is uh, being completely consumed with question one of a learning community. Identifying those skills and competencies every student must know and be able to do. And using mastery of those essential learning targets as the bottom line local results. Every teacher on every team monitoring every student's progress toward mastery of essential learnings has to be everything, everything else revolves around. It is the foundation of a learning for all culture. It's gotta be the conversation that happens every time you meet with teams uh, regarding data or progress. It's gotta drive every single thing you do. When you become consumed like that, then you can communicate like this. And if you haven't picked up on it yet, I'm consumed with this process. I'm a missionary of the PLC process. I've seen it work in a variety of settings. It's universal practice. When you work it, it works. And I had the great fortune and life-changing honor of being under the tutelage of Dr. Rick DeFore and Becky DeFore, God rest their souls, and kept the company, and I still keep the company of many of the colleagues equipped like me to make this work happen. So if you've been inspired to do more, do better, change course, shift paradigms, and you're interested in talking about how I can work with you and or your staff virtually or on site, contact me at unfoldthesoul.com slash contact. The link is in the notes. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. Please take a moment to uh, subscribe, rate, and review, and share with others. And I'll see you back here next week.
On the next episode of the Unfold the Soul Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast, I talk to you about a blessing that grew out of bedlam. You've been listening to the Unfold the Soul Bless His Heart Podcast with Ken Williams. For more information about Ken, visit unfoldthesoul.com.